Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joe, if you were uh, you were into that Heat game last night, I have good news. What do you have? We have more tickets today for you. Man, to, they've uh, been a big hit. Out the heat. Yeah. Smash hit. Big time. It's like a, it's Duncan Robinson hitting a bunch of threes. It's just a really good time. The Duncan Robinson show. We got you. We what got a great story, here. man. It really what is. A, it never gets hard. Uh, you know, every so often you just kind of like an underdog, right? These underdog stories they have. A guy's coming in here and, you know, had to go to a small school and switch. And nobody wanted him and went through the summer league basketball. And somebody saw him and said, maybe you can play and can work on some things. And then. Here they are, big part of uh, what's going on. He's got his stroke back right now, boy. He is, uh, and he's playing a lot. There's a lot of injuries, obviously. Bam's been out now for a while. Tyler Hero's been out. Duncan's getting uh, a lot more time. So so last night, just to that point, they had a, a nice 91-70 lead after three quarters last night. And um, basically played Martin Kane, Duncan Robinson, Bryant and Jaime Hawkes at the end of that game. Kept the lead 13, 16, 15, 17 throughout the, the fourth quarter. And uh, they didn't have to play without two of their guys, two of their big guys. Did not have to play Jimmy Butler at all. And uh, Kyle Lowry had a really good game in limited minutes last night. He had 17 points. Uh, Perfect four for four. But the Duncan Robinson story, six and nine on threes again last night, 23 points. The bench, whoever those guys were, 45, they outscored uh, the Hornets, 45-13. Just amazing. Offensive rebound, 17 to four. A lot of that stuff, man, to me, just comes back to hustle, like wanting it, Um Guys go, I get, I'm getting a chance to play. I want to take advantage of it. And it just, look, man, I'm like everybody else. I like to watch star players play. When I turn the game on at night, I don't want to see, find out that two of the best players aren't playing. But uh, this team, you, you go to, when they say heat, they mean heat. Like anybody that's got that jersey on, heat, culture, which, by the way, around the country, they hate hearing about Pat Riley's heat culture. They hate it. I mean, because now everybody uses the culture and we roll their eyes like, oh, stop with the culture. Everybody's culture, culture, culture. We should put a limit on people that use culture. Like, use culture, you got to have a couple of championships to talk about culture. So, anyway, we've got uh, we got that going on. Of course, they got a, a couple home games coming up here. They're going to be home actually a lot. Um 
over the next few weeks. So we'll talk more about the Heat a little bit later on in the show. Giannis last night goes for 64 points and wasn't happy. 64 points. They win. They win big, actually, uh, against the Pacers who play zero defense. They just try to outscore you. They don't care if you score 130. They don't care because they think they can score 140. So last night, uh, Giannis scores 64 and and I see this, and I see him acting like a crazy man after the game. I'm like, you just set a record for points scored. Why are you so unhappy? And even the announcers weren't sure what was going on, but he was going nuts, and he sprints to the back, you know, and they're going, wait a second, I, grab him. What's he doing? You can't have this guy. We've never seen Giannis like He was going back. He wanted the basketball, the game basketball, because he set the record. He wanted that basketball. And the problem was the Pacers, come to find out, had a guy score his first point in an NBA game. That's kind of a big deal. First hit, right? First touchdown, first catch, all that stuff's big. Hey, I got it. I got my first catch. They never do it. They can't say I didn't play in a game. So they wanted – so the coach was trying to explain it for the Pacers afterwards and said, listen, man, there, there's two basketballs. Yeah, we, we took one for the kid, and uh, there's one for Giannis. So anyway, it got pretty heated over these two basketballs. And so that's what it was all about. Come to find out, uh, there's two game basketballs. Did you know there's two game basketballs? I did not know there's two. I, did, I mean, I'm guessing there's like an alternate, right? Yeah. They probably don't use the other one. I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I, I really – I don't know. I don't even know. I forgot how many footballs there are during a game now because yeah. of Brady. I don't, but they I don't usually, know. like, you see when they do the, you know, they have the captains come to the center and they, you know, whatever, and they start yeah, bouncing they, a ball around. Yeah, they bounce around them around. Go, this yeah. one's good. We'll use this one. So, anyway, that that was kind of a, a, a crazy, crazy story last night. And then uh, then also, listen, I, I can't say it enough. Uh, fans know it. This game is – this game was big. Last game was huge, too. But this game now, to get to 10, 10 with three left, and um, I know you're banged up. I know that. I know it was a short week. I know you lost one of the best centers in football for the season. Um, There's some other guys banged up. I don't know if they're going to play or not. Hopefully, Javon Holland and Teron Armstead can play. But uh, you got to win. Got to win. And if Tyreek Hill can't play, you got to have some guys step up. And Tua's got to have confidence. You got to give him time. You got to keep running the ball. It seems like that group of guys had no trouble with their run blocking. Might might want to stick with that, try to keep that thing going. And uh, But I don't care how banged you up are because other teams are banged up. No, Nobody's completely healthy this time of year. Nobody. You have to – you have to find a way to win this game. You you have to beat the Jets. I could tell you the obvious, but I, I guess I will. Woody, you're going to step up in competition after this game. Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. If you don't think there's some friggin' urgency, I thought there's urgency on the last game till the I, last. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. How much must win? I mean, it, it, oh, it, this it is, is, yeah. This it is, is MW, baby. You should go around going, MW, must and, win. 
And then, Joe, you you know yeah. what? We we played teams in the final three games that we said in, you know, week six, seven, eight, you know, early in the season. We go, all right, we're building towards this. It's fine. We'll get, you know, we'll get there eventually. You got to show that you can beat these teams now because it's now or never, right? Yeah. Yes. You know what's crazy? They could win 10 games this season. I think they're going to win more, but but they just – they could win ten games this be very year. Very disappointing if they. No, win 10. it would be a disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Yes, yes it and would by be. the way, if you win ten, that means you're probably going to get your ass knocked out of the playoffs pretty quick. Probably, probably not good. Unless you got a lot of guys coming back, it would be probably. <laughs> but how about this yeah. one? Ten wins, and outside of Denver, who might have a winning record, you you might not beat anybody that has a winning record if that happens. Which ten wins and not beat a team with a winning record except. I guess Denver's now over. Yeah, the funny thing was, I, I think it was CBS had a projection of the Dolphins playing the, the Broncos. That's in, one in of the them. Playoffs. That was one of them. I know there's probably a million of them out there. Broncos are another team that they have gotten significantly better as the season has calm gone down. on. Calm down. I get it. They are a lot better. But no, calm I'm down. not saying I'm scared of them, but they have gotten a lot better. Okay. You have to admit that. No, no. I, obviously, that's a great turnaround. Anybody loses – the way they lost down here to come back, that's that's big stuff. I don't disagree with you on that. Hey, anyway, uh, we got to just worry about this one before we go what if and this could happen and all that. Just just take care of business against the Jets, and and then we'll worry next week about that other team. Oh, is that a boy? My phone is, whoa. Man, people want to go to that Cowboys game. And by the way, for family members, um, I still, after all these years, I don't get free tickets. For my friends, I don't get free tickets. I don't make the amount of money you think I make. I don't get a deal on tickets. They don't give me extra tickets to give to you for free or parking passes. And I know family members like to come in town about this time of year, a little getaway trip. Um, my wife has said no to staying at the house. Unless you're one of the real special relatives. Yeah, we know what no means, though. Yeah. Someone always sneaks into that house Never the holidays. No, no. Listen, we always get in. I said, all right, just let them stay for a couple of days. Let them stay. They're all on the West Coast. Let them yeah, stay. you got to be welcoming. Yeah. Hotels are very expensive this time of year. <laughs> you know that? Yes, they are. <laughs> it's an expensive time down here, man. Expensive time. Hey, uh, anyway, guess what we're going to have next? That's about time. We got Kyle Krabs going to join us. Spent a little time with him before the game the other day. The host of Locked on Fins podcast. Very popular if you're a Dolphins fan. This dude breaks it down like nobody's business. He's not doing that fan. He's not doing the fan take. He is breaking it down. This kid is really good. He joins us next. Joins us every week. He'll be with us. But first, I want to talk about Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage. Oh, Yes. When Michael Kotze calls me and says, I got some good news, I go, boy, I could use some good news. What do you have? He said, fix rates now in the fives. I said, uh, really? He goes, yep. If you closed on your home in the past year with a rate of over seven, you must call Michael Kotze. Fix rates in the fives with no prepayment penalty. Call right now to save money and get better cash flow. Get some of that equity out of your home. You've been wanting to do it. Now might be a good time to do it. And and Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage, his experience of more than 30 years, he's ready to help you. The guy works seven days a week. I can't tell you enough 
how much he gets done. When you're sitting down trying to make a decision on what to do to free up some money and get some money, the Michael Kotze works on Saturday and Sunday to help you. I know his sons are playing hockey, but he's got time for you. Call his cell phone. He'll always be there for you, helping Floridians for more than three decades with the best service and knowledge to get it done for you. Here's his cell phone number, 561-441-2730. 561-441-2730. MLS 166254. Rates and terms subject to change daily without notice. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This season equal housing lender. I think that is kind of inherent, um, at least for me as a play caller, as you're trying to distribute the ball. Um, there are times where there's a glutton of opportunities that go Tyreek's way. Generally, that's momentum-based. But there's a, we're, we're collectively, we're strongest when you have to worry about everyone. So there's, there's always that type of mindset and wanting to involve people. Um, and then, you know, you just don't fight uh, how the game presents a lot of times. And when he's hot hand, just like when Jalen's a hot hand, similar things happen. I know there was, uh, I can't remember which week it was, maybe it was three weeks ago against Vegas, but... People attributed Tyreek being out to Waddle getting successive targets. Um, it really wasn't the case. It was that uh, you know you're you're paying attention at a as a play caller um, to what's happening on the field with a clear mind, with an idea of what you're going to go to. But then when um, people noticeably you you can feel the momentum of a certain moment or a drive or whatever, you try to um, empower the offense by getting the ball in those guys' hands. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel there. It's time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. All right, thanks, Woody. That was uh, Mike McDaniel talking about Tyreek Hill. Listen, man, you created the monster. That dude is really good, and he is a walking, explosive, big play Ready to happen that everybody talks about. We can't allow Tyree Kill to have 
35, 40, 45, 50, 60, 70 yard plays at the amount he's getting. It'll kill us. They get it going. He can't. Man, it uh, he has turned into the number one weapon in the National Football League for sure. Kyle Krabs from a uh, host of Locked On Fins podcast joins us this morning. Um, I'm curious, uh, Kyle, what do you think about Coach's comments uh, about Tyreek and getting everybody else involved? But boy, it's hard. We saw what it was like without without Tyreek for about a half a game, and man, the offense just uh, got stale. Yeah, it certainly is an adjustment period anytime a player like Tyreek is not available to you. Uh, I think his his commentary and his insight does have some merit when you consider uh, just the production for Jalen Waddle. He's over three hundred, over 800 yards for the season. He'll probably, you know, health-willing, finish with his third consecutive 1,000-yard season. Uh, Raheem Mostert, almost 1,100 yards right now. A-chan's at 700 yards from scrimmage. So they have other guys. And this kind of comes back to, you know, when we were in the offseason, Joe, and we were talking about, you know, we're looking at the tight end position. Do they go out and get a tight end? It's like, well, they they really don't have the, the volume that's going to go there. And when Tyree kills on the field for Miami, they don't. You know, their next highest receiving player is Braxton Barrios. I think he has 200 receiving yards for the season right now through 13 games. So uh, I think they have enough guys to get the ball to. But when Tyreek's out, you'd like to see a little bit more of that volume just kind of naturally kick Jalen's way. And, and Mike even said himself, that wasn't the case when Waddle went off against the Raiders. I, I would like to see the offense do that and like to see them put some more directly onto the plate of Jalen Waddle because he is the player that's capable of creating explosive plays like Tyreek is in the passing game. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I think on top of that, you got is it Braxton or Cedric Wilson? One of those guys is is River Craycraft. Somebody's got to get some more targets, and uh, and I don't know what Tyreek Hill's situation is. I know he's going to try like hell because I know he's got personal goals as well as team goals he wants to get to. But uh, that's a that's a tough one. He's just such a big part of. It. I wanted to ask you about the offensive line for for just a second. As you know, we played six, seven, eight, and nine. Now are starting. Uh, from the way this thing was supposed to be. Now, I don't know what Armstead's situation is. I don't even know what Liam Eikenberg's situation is right now. How did those guys yeah. play overall? It looked like the run blocking was pretty good, but the pass protection not good enough. What do you think? Yeah, I think the the pass protection uh, was certainly a sore spot. You know, they were on pace for 200 rushing yards in the first half of that game. They finished with about 150. Um I thought they ran the ball well. I thought they got good movement. Uh, from a protection standpoint, Tennessee did some things from the back front. I didn't think they did anything crazy exotic. But when you have all these guys that are shuffling in and you have a good rush plan as far as uh, twists and stunts and games up front, and you got guys coming in that uh, – Liam kicking the center and he didn't practice at center, and then Rob Jones has to come into the game and it just – it, you really felt the communication stressed. And then because they did things on the back end, Tua held the ball a little longer on average throughout the entirety of the game than he had effectively in every game this season. Yeah. So the combination of those two things, I think, yielded what it felt like, which was that there was a lot of pressure. And, and that, that showed. I, I think I saw he was pressured on a higher percentage of his dropbacks in this game against Tennessee than any game he's played in the last two seasons. 
Wow. So that all adds up to what happened on Monday. And it's just a bummer because you did still have so much success running the ball, even with that group of guys that shuffled in and you were up what you were up at the end of the game. And then things just uh, from top to bottom fell apart on you in the last few minutes. Yeah. It seemed like too, just those timing routes, he, they, he just, he looked back and he kind of held the ball. It wasn't there. He wasn't feeling it uh, throwing to some of those guys or, or trying to get them the football. I wanted to ask you about the play calling, especially in the red zone and down close to the goal line, ready to score. What did you think about the fade route on a couple and not sticking with the run? We always second-guess the co- – matter of fact, he came out and said, of course, when it works, you're great and you're high-fiving. When it doesn't, well, of course. we second-guess it on the radio. That's what we do. Well, uh, I I didn't have a great taste for them calling the fade route down in the low red zone against the Jets a few weeks back when they threw it to Tyreek against Sauce, and everybody said, oh, well, Tyreek dropped it, went right through his hands. It's still such a low percentage throw and play, regardless if Tua throws a dot. And the one he threw to Tyreek was a dot. The one he threw this past week against Tennessee was not. Um, if you told an opposing defensive coordinator – hey, we're going to run a one-on-one pseudo-jump ball outside the numbers along the sideline when we need two yards. They're going to sign up for you to take it because it's just not a high-percentage play. And I get you got some guys with some size. I get you got – and they tried to throw that to Cedric Wilson as a guy with size. I know you got an elite release player at the line of scrimmage in Tyree Kill that's capable of winning quick. But uh, when they got no – defensive lineman with their hand in the dirt and you're throwing the ball and they're dropping eight into coverage. Yeah. Just, you'd love to see a run call there, especially with what Mike McDaniel's history has been from an aggressive standpoint and going for it on some fourth down situations. If it's third and three, third and four, they don't have an interior defensive lineman on the field. Yeah. Run the ball. You're averaging 5.2 yards a pop. Yeah. Just run the ball. Would would love to see I want to see that one game this year where they come out and they run the ball 40 times because for all the success that they had, they were on pace for 200 yards in the first half, and it's not like they popped one big run that blew up that number. They were consistently getting on the edge. They were consistently getting good movement. Have that one game, right, December football, where you just come out and you smell blood in the water with the run game and you totally commit to it. I know you got the weapons in the passing game, although you didn't have them for some of this game in Tennessee. And have that game where that you have that full commitment to it and dare a team to stop you, because I think they're capable of doing it, even with some of these backup offensive linemen play. I think they're still capable of dictating terms up front, but you have to call a game that way and do it. So I, I want to ask you this, and maybe the team's going through this right now. Are they better off with Liam Eikenberg? starting at center this week, or keep him at guard and use one of these new centers, whether it's Skura or Harrison or somebody else they might have, uh, what do you think they're looking at right now as far as what's Eichenberg? How do you play in the game, and, and what are your thoughts? I thought he was okay. Uh, I, I thought he had built himself up a lot of momentum as far as putting together some really solid performances. I thought it was a – an, a sufficient performance. I didn't think it was the best work that Liam's done, but it certainly wasn't on par with, with at the beginning of the standard, if you were told Liam Eikenberg was going to play, where your mind would go as far as what your expectations were. So uh, he's certainly part of the best five. 
right now. I think he's earned that with his play over the last month and a half or so um, with what he's been able to do at a number of different spots. I just think bringing one of those guys in this week, the new centers, and playing them probably feels too quick for this week. Now, long-term, I think you can have a couple interesting conversations about what those combinations could look like. Um, but for this week, if Liam can go and it, it looked like a calf injury on the injury report, um, then he would probably be who I would, would lean to to start at center. Kyle, I want to ask you this question. We, we talked so much about the offensive line, and, and by the way, we thought this was going to happen, and it's exactly what has happened is the, the offensive line, although it's played pretty well overall, it really has. Kyle, I wanted to ask you, Who's been for, for playing? Now, Teron hasn't even played half the game, so I'm going to leave him out of this, Teron Armstead. Who's been the best of the other four starters or, or others as far as most consistent that if you had to put one in a Pro Bowl, from what they've done to this point, including Connor Williams, who, who would it be? If I had to pick one, just based on the caliber of play, it probably would have been Connor Williams. Uh, I, I think his his performance consistently – uh, it's it's a difference maker for the offense. And when he first went down and the run game regressed, you felt it. And the question was why? And it's because, well, you're not as athletic at center. So this system that's predicated so much when you get outside the numbers, you need somebody who can get up and cut off backside flow and cut off these backside linebackers so that when that back sticks his foot in the ground on the numbers, that backside linebacker is not flowing and getting into his back hip pocket. And Connor so effectively, consistently did that. He was good in pass protection. He obviously has responsibilities at the line of scrimmage for this team. So I would have picked Connor. Um, But I I guess the irony of it is between the time that he missed, and I think Robert Hunt's probably been the next best player, but the time that he missed, the most consistently good player for the Dolphins on their offensive line has been Austin Jackson because the best ability is availability, and he's played good, and he's been available all year long. Uh, the one thing we haven't talked about, I wanted to ask you about, was the uh, pass rush overall. Boy, I thought the rookie at times had a lot of time to throw. They did have Bradley Chubb had some good pass rushes on Will Levis, but but overall, what do you think of the pass rush? Uh, wasn't the product that I think everybody was hoping for uh, I do agree you know Bradley kind of turned it up I know he had a lot of pressures in that game overall and he had the miss sack on oh, uh, yeah. third down that, that gives you just a, a brutal first down and gives Tennessee four more points early in that game and I know everybody had a lot of attention on that rightfully so I thought he redeemed himself about as well as he could with how he played the rest of the way down the stretch you just didn't get it across the board uh, you, you really didn't feel the opposite rusher on the outside from him with any any level of consistency and uh, with Tennessee they, they're running these longer developing plays and um, uh, it, it felt like they didn't get a lot of opportunities to send pressure and I don't know how much of that was because of when Deshaun Elliott's banged up and Javon Holland's out. That's, that was my biggest takeaway from this, this defense who collapsed Joe is they better come into the, gate, the season next year with probably four guys that they feel are starting players in this Vic Fangio scheme that know the scheme. Because when Javon's not out there, we, we saw what it looked like week four against Buffalo when they put 48 points on you. Because there's communication breakdowns all over the secondary. And that was without one of the guys in. And then this game, Javon and Deshaun are both not playing at the end of the game. And there's miscommunications all over the place. And they get 150 yards and 15 points in four minutes. 
So that's the big thing for me. And I know that wasn't your question, but it was just top of my mind. No, no, I'm glad you did because uh, obviously we've we've talked a lot about the breakdowns and, and Mike McDaniel talked about the breakdowns, the com- lack of communication and lack of communication, by the way, and mental mistakes, by the way, pretty much go hand in hand when we see wide open guys and not only wide open guys, but guys catch the ball and we're able to get a lot of yards and get out of bounds. I, I said uh, yesterday and the day before, it felt like they had about seven timeouts because they got out of out of bounds. I don't think we tackled them in bounds on either drive. It, right. It, it didn't right. feel that way. So it was uh, it was kind of frustrating. Kyle, thank you, man. I, I really appreciate you coming down, uh, on with us and, and, and uh, breaking things down. And by the way, it's great spending some time with you and Andy and the family out uh, outside. And we met some interesting characters together. So it was great. Yeah, uh, I will say, Joe, uh, getting to hang out with you in the parking lot turned out to be the highlight of the trip down this time. So it's good to catch up with you. Thanks, man. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I tried to be entertaining. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Joe. I'll talk right. to you soon. Kyle Krabs, the host of uh, Locked on Fence podcast. Yeah, I did the tailgate special. That's right. I didn't drink anything, though. I used to drink and then go do those games. Maybe I should go back to doing it. <laughs> I used to be known to grab a cold beer on the way in, but... Boy, they're drinking out. They're doing shots. People go, hey, come on, one shot. Huh? One shot for Mad Dog. And I go, oh, boy, I can hear Mad Dog going, take it, kid, take it. Nah, I didn't do it. If I'd have known the finish, I'd, I'd have had two. Hey, uh, I want to take a second here this morning to tell you uh, about Atlantic Men's Clinic, man. ED. ED is serious stuff, man, erectile dysfunction. And guess what? Sooner or later, it happens to every man out there. Yes, it does. It's just a matter. Sometimes it happens in your 40s, sometimes 50s, 60s, 70s. And uh, and guys are like embarrassed, like, oh, my God, something happened. No, no, man, it's age. It, it happens. This is part of life as you get old. The question is, do you want to keep it or do you want to knock it out? A landing men's clinic says, let's get rid of the embarrassment and the frustration and uh, you keep trying those little uh, pills, and, and you're okay, but not what you used to be. If you like to get your confidence back and your self-esteem back and stop apologizing every Friday or Saturday night when that moment pops up and it's not popping up the way it used to, well, you've got ED, and Atlantic Men's Clinic wants to let you know they can take care of it. It's a great holiday gift if you care about somebody and that dirty little secret that nobody likes to talk about, ED. And uh, I'm just telling you, uh, when you have it, you can knock it out. And you can knock it out quickly with Atlantic Men's Clinic. I'm telling you right now, I was dealing with it myself, and it is embarrassing. And telling my buddies, like, damn, something's not right, man. I can't believe it, it just kind of hit me one day. I thought maybe I was tired or maybe I had two drinks. That never happened before. Well, listen, I want you to schedule a consultation with Atlantic Men's Clinic today. Your initial visit includes a medical consultation with a Florida licensed medical provider, a T and a PSA test, and if medically advised to test dose. Now mention my name, Joe Rose, and that I sent you and set this appointment up and your initial consultation is free. It'll be the best conversation you've ever had with somebody very knowledgeable. Atlantic Men's Clinic, they take care of two things, man, ED and low T, and they are related. They not only rhyme, but they are related. They have six locations in South Florida to serve you. I go to that plantation location, love the professional people, so friendly, so nice. And I see guys all different ages and a whole bunch of them in there, so you don't have to worry. We got a big brother, big brother fraternity over there. 877-455-7300. 877-455-7300. 
or visit and learn more at Atlantic Men's Clinic today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, it's time for Hollywood's Headlines. Without further ado, here's Hollywood. All right, Woody. What do you have for me today? All right, Joe, we have a, uh, a new record here, a 48-hour jersey sales record. Really? I'm going to ask you if you know who it would be. 48 The new record holder. Jersey sales. Think about big name to switch teams the last few days. Oh, yeah, Otani. That would be Shohei Otani. <laughs> he broke. You know who was holding on to that prior by any chance? Another mm-hmm. big, big kind of international name that switched teams? No. That would be Lionel Messi. Oh, right in our backyard. <laughs> Lionel Messi. <laughs> Shohei Otani has passed uh, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, the, their 48-hour sales, jersey sales record on Fanatics. How about this one, too? The Dodgers also just overtook the Yankees as the most followed Major League Baseball <laughs> team on Instagram, a record that the Yankees have held since Instagram's launch. Wow. Man, he's big. Well, listen, a lot of that's coming out of Japan, right? I mean, guy's a friggin' rock star over there. Yeah, Can't imagine any so. athletes bigger in Japan than Sho- Shohei Otani. Yeah, around the world. It's kind of like how the uh, Inter-Miami thing with Messi yeah. blew up with, with people from all over the place. So, um, It's a cool jersey, though, man. I like so, those Dodgers So you told jerseys. me something. I can't wait. I'm going to talk to my dad at, you know, on my way home. I mm-hmm. talked to him first thing in the morning while he's having a coffee out in California. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. The San Francisco Giants were one of the teams who were trying to get him. Yeah. And they have the money. And uh, he said one of the things that turned him off is the homeless problem in San Francisco. And you asked me, how bad is the city? The city's a complete crap show to the point that people have gone out there. It, it's, it's embarrassing. It used to be one of the great huh. cities in this country. It used to be a long time ago. Yeah, it's crazy to hear that because I always think of San Francisco as like a really awesome place to visit or like, you know, well, really like one of the nicer cities we have. I, so I've got this been new there, thing. But... It's still got pockets that, that, you know, people are still like Napa Valley and Carmel and Monterey is it, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I tell people flying to Sacramento, if you want to go in the Sierra Nevada mountains up to Lake Tahoe and, and up that way. But yeah, they've absolutely... That that thing in Northern California, everybody used to be proud of, is is a. I have to say it. It's a shit show. It's bad, Woody. I didn't Thanks. mean to screw that up. Anyway, what else? Yeah, you got? I guess you had to do it, right? Had to be. All done. right, we had a big uh, big news in the uh, in the card business here. What do you have, Woody? Um, did you by any chance happen to see the Tom Brady Expos card that's been uh, there's a there's a handful of them that's been kind of circulating around. There's a new product out called Bowman Draft. Which is a you know prospect baseball product, and they put a Tom Brady in an Expos jersey in this product. Was he drafted by him? Is that? Yeah, he was drafted oh. by him. He ended up going to college, obviously yeah. Michigan, and then uh, you know he played in the NFL. I didn't know Tom was a baseball player. Did not know that. 
Yeah, I guess a lot of those quarterbacks could end up. No, right? no. I, I know the story of Elway and Marino very, very well because I heard about it. I've actually heard from both of them. I've heard both those guys tell, tell their story while, while drinking uh, about they, they were both great baseball players. I saw John Elway play when uh, I was a senior and he was a freshman playing right field for Stanford. Played mm. right field. And, like, the Yankees were trying to get him to stop playing football to be a baseball player. Gotcha. So, uh, so there's uh, there's a very short print on on this card, and someone recently in a uh, a card break pulled the one of one super fractor, Tom Brady autograph. There's one more out there that actually has a five hundred thousand dollar bounty. God. So if you are to find if you find this card, someone already has an offer of five hundred grand on it. I don't know if it would go for more, oh or you God. would just sell it for that. Tom Brady stuff, man, it's crazy. But so there's an autographed version of the card that goes up to fifty. And the number 12 of 50, which is, of course, the jersey number card yeah, yeah. For, uh, for Tom Brady, has an inscription on it that Brady wrote himself. And it says, it has his autograph on there, and it says, if baseball doesn't work out, there's always football. It says that right there on the card. Huh. <laughs> All written by Brady. Woody, it, Very cool, man. It's, uh, it's incredible, the handful of athletes who, who are still living – Mm-hmm. And what their stuff's worth is incredible. Messi, um, Tom Brady, obviously the guy lives out in Palm Beach named Michael Jordan, who's, you know, he's got a friggin' movie out that's unbelievable, by the way. That Nike movie was fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, you always uh, Who can, else is can in collect that group? the goats. Who uh, else for, is big for memorabilia? Oh, LeBron, LeBron. So. LeBron is, is very, Still. very expensive. Uh, baseball. Otani Baseball, stuff. Otani is very expensive. Mike Trout is very collectible. Still? Yeah, his his rookie card. He, does is he have an injured card? Yeah, well, it's always freaking injured. Uh, obviously, the old baseball stuff is still very very collectible. But not all of them. No, like for some not, reason, not from the junk wax eras, and and not some of the stuff that's been overly printed. But so like, Willie Mays is better than just about every friggin' Yankee of all time. And the Yankee guy stuff is like a lot more valuable. Yeah, but didn't you say Willie goes to all these shows and oh, signs Willie's and signed stuff? Now. Willie's yeah. like Pete Rose; they will sign their ass off. Yeah, but if you have some of those like Babe Ruth cards or uh, anything old like that, it definitely well, is. well, Babe's not that. signing anymore. He stopped. He did years ago. Oh, oh. all right, all right. Um, all right, man, this this is a uh, big story here, and uh, I'm glad we have some time to get to this one here. Southwest Airlines is praised for customers of size policy that allows overweight flyers to purchase one seat and get another complimentary. I'm not touching this, man. Oh, yes, you are. So you're um, saying... Plus-size TikTokers are, pl- are praising Southwest Airlines for its customer-of-size policy, which allows overweight passengers to request a complimentary seat and forces flight staff to accommodate larger flyers, even if it means kicking others with tickets off of a flight. One of these people said, if you're fat, you know the anxiety of flying. Of This, uh, this alleviates a lot. It says a woman who is a size 20 uh, told her nearly 200,000 followers in a video posted the end of October. Huh. Okay. So it says if it's determined that a second, or third in parentheses, uh, seat is needed, you'll be accommodated with a complimentary, complimentary additional seat. The flight team will then look at seating arrangements, which are not predetermined on Southwest flights, and potentially move other passengers around for the unplanned accommodation. 
I um, I went through coming home from a playoff game. I still remember it mm-hmm. in San Antonio. Is that the cramp game? One of those games. And I got on one of those little planes, two seats on each side. And I had a, a bigger woman sit next to me. And <clears throat> she sat down and she had to get the extended seatbelt where you have to get another one. And um, and we did. And I, I look up. Listen, I, I'm guessing people look up when I'm walking down and going, oh, man, I hope this guy's – oh, I got an open seat. I hope he's not sitting next to me. You ever do that, Woody, when you got the open seat next to you and you look at people that are coming going – Oh, man. Yeah, you put your bag on the seat. It's a big guy. Oh, that's a wide-body guy. Oh, no. That guy could be 270. Oh, no. He's going to fit in the one seat, but that's a big guy. Oh, my God. How long long is the fight again? 220? Yeah. I think we've all done that. All right, so there's a couple more wrinkles to this one. It says the um, they they do like that you purchase the seat in advance. So if you're going to be, you know, so if you think you're going to need two seats, they like that you buy the extra ticket in advance, and they said that you can contact them for a refund of the cost of the additional seating after travel as opposed to just showing up. Um, Just a couple more uh, things to this. Plus-size traveler expert, maybe as a blog or something, named Jalen Cheney, um, who once demanded the Federal Aviation Administration better accommodate larger passengers, also said it was an important move to include people in the, quote, super fat category. Super fat is how we identify, she told Fox Business, explaining there's a spectrum of fatness, and as a super fat individual, you start needing different accommodations. Dead air. Now... I will also tell you, there's a um, this very awkward conversation here. I'm, I'm just reading this. Well, well, why are you Post. doing this? Um, so we had it. We did have a situation here. Um, we had a, a mother and, and her two daughters that were flying back from. Uh, it says from Jamaica. They had a layover in Baltimore, Maryland, so they could return home to Denver, Colorado. During okay. their layover, Southwest Airlines officials informed her that the flight was overbooked and they could not board the plane, despite spending over six hundred and twenty dollars on tickets. Um, She said that airline officials told her it is their right to kick a person out of the plane for for the oversized person. She also shared a video of the conversation she had with an airline manager who said, even if there are not enough seats, we have to accommodate that customer of size. Okay. Are you done? Is there any other thing you want to do? uh, Yes. As I said, the Post has reached out to Southwest Airlines for comment, so... Story to be continued. Okay, we've got uh, 8 o'clock hour coming up. Adam Beasley's going to join us. You tried to get me to stick my foot in my mouth. You no, did. I, oh, I no, am, you did. You so did. This story came across the news desk here. And the news I desk? I think it, uh, it was something that needed to be. By the way, could you imagine if you got booted off of a flight? Because some, like, overweight Big. person needed your seat. Because they they couldn't fit in one. I'd be salty. Yeah, I would be too. Said they didn't. By the way, it also says they didn't help them with overnight accommodations. They just said sorry. I feel like it should be the other way around. Like if you need two seats, like you should be the one that has to wait. (laughs) They stick you under the plane or something. Like there should be some situation, right? I'm trying to stay off planes during the holiday season. I like the way we travel right now. 
You ever heard of super fat, by the way? It's a super fat is how we identify, she told Fox Business. I thought you were going to throw out a weight. Start, super no. fat's a certain weight. And by the way, who's to say that like you or I are not overweight hey, enough? If I go up to the desk and I say, hey, you know, I, I, I need two seats, are they going to deny me? I told you before that I went in to, you know, not sleeping great. And they sent me to a doctor and he weighed me and he said, I'm way overweight, like 40 or 50 pounds overweight of what I should weigh. So I don't know what that weight is, Woody, but I do know we got to go to break. Someone said, wait, wait, if I identify as super fat, I can buy two seats and get refunded after the fact for one of those seats. Wow. Awesome. That seems to be their policy. If you, I mean, are you, you done? You could identify as super fat. I fit in one seat. Yeah, but your doctor told you you're. Yeah, he did. Told you you could lose some, so maybe. Yeah, but you, you go to a doctor that like they're six four. They go, you should be one eighty. One eighty. Seen one eighty since I was like a sophomore and a junior in high school. Hey, right now let's uh, let's take a break here. We got to go before Woody gets in trouble here, and we all get in trouble. Somebody said, "Don't be too salty." The fact I might eat you. That's not very nice. Are you done? You. You're sitting back there laughing, too. You're you're a mean person, Woody. You're a very mean person. I want to tell you about Baptist Health South Florida. Nothing mean about them, man. They're all about getting you healthy as quickly as possible with one of the top sports medicine programs in the country right now. People ask me almost every day, where do the pros go when they get injured? Everybody wants to go to the best. And I say, well, enter Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, Miami Dolphins, FIU, FAU. Uh, and most of the sporting events here in town all use Baptist Health South Florida doctors. They do. Some of the top sports surgeons, top specialists. Boy, they cover the whole body. It's no longer 1980 where one doctor does all. Boy, we got knee and shoulder and foot and ankle and hand, back, hip and knee replacement. All specialty doctors that are really, really good that know how to get you healthy as quickly as possible. And let's talk about great facilities set up for you to have a great experience with those doctors Baptist Health South Florida is all over South Florida. Now, I know they've got more than what I talk about, but I got my favorites, and that's the way it's going to be, man. A doctor's hospital in Coral Gables, first class all the way, and now at Hard Rock Stadium. Oh, my gosh, right next to the training facility. It's been open a few months. So convenient from the turnpike and the palmetto to get there. Imagine that. You're right there where the Miami Dolphins. You're going out waiting for the doctor to come in, and you look up, and the, do- and the Dolphins are out practicing. You're that close to it. And, uh, and they got a great facility there. And then right off of uh, 595 in Pine Island in Plantation, Dr. Swartz and all those great doctors up there. And it is so convenient. It is right off 595. It just backs right up to it, right next to Renaissance Hotel, matter of fact. You can't go wrong. Now, with all these great facilities, if you're in Dade or Brow, we got something close to you to see the best doctors in the business. Hey, man, I don't know about you, but if I get injured, I want to see those same doctors that have pressure to get our, some of the best athletes in town back on the playing field where they make a lot of money. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. One go every day about getting all of us healthy and back enjoying the sports we love the most. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.